Welcome to Bible Near You, a Bible study program that seeks to shed some light on the Bible and aims to drive the shade of ignorance from the mind of the people across the world. The program comes to you every Wednesday at BibleNearYou.co.za at 1600 South African Standard Time. We are also available on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and other podcasting platforms. We encourage you to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Bible Near You. If you have any questions concerning the content of our show, you can email us at question at biblenearyou.co.za. Now we join our host and teacher, Lungisa Jostri. It is another Wednesday and we are here to study the Bible. We're looking at the Bible. We've started with Genesis and we went on to look at Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and now we are on Deuteronomy. Uh, so if I just take you back to where we come from, we started with the introduction to the Bible, which was a very brief introduction to the Bible. And then we moved on to look at an overview of Genesis, uh, the book of beginnings. And then we moved on to uh, the book of Exodus and we look at uh, Le uh, Leviticus, Numbers, and uh, we are here to look at Deuteronomy. I just want to say thank you very much to everyone that is following the Bible Near You podcast. Thank you very much for your support. Thank you for sharing. I want to send a shout out to my dear friend Bafana Zulu, who's liking our post on Facebook, and also my brother Zakele Zakes, and also to my brother uh, Gary Kraus. Thank you very much for your encouragement, and also to brother Sipo Kize, who is liking our post on LinkedIn. Because, of course, we are everywhere. We are on LinkedIn, we are on Twitter, we are on Instagram, we are on Facebook, we are on Spotify, we are on Apple Podcasts, and we are in many podcasting platforms. Just go to Google and you search for us, and we are everywhere. So, here we are, my dear friends. Uh, we are on the sixth episode of uh, Bible Near You, and we are looking at the book of Deuteronomy. So, we've come to the last book of the Pentateuch, or the Torah. Deuteronomy, and we are closing the this first section of the Bible. Remember that when we're doing the overview of the Bible, particularly the Old Testament, we did mention that it consists of uh, certain sections. The first section is the law, which is the books that we have dealt with, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. And then after that, next week, Lord willing, we will be studying the section of history. So the historical account of the lives of Israel before, sorry, after they've went into the promised land. So that's the history of the children of Israel in the promised land before the exile and then during the exile and after the exile. So we're going to be looking at that starting from next week. So today we're finishing the first section of the law, finishing with Deuteronomy. So this book has been quoted by Jesus a number of times in the New Testament. Perhaps what comes to mind now is when Jesus was tempted and he quoted this in, um, in Matthew chapter 4 and Luke chapter 4. When the devil said to Jesus that he must speak, say the word, and make the stones into bread, Jesus quoted Deuteronomy chapter 8 verse 3. He says, It is written, 
Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceed out of the mouth of God. Also, we see Jesus quoting uh, Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 5, when the devil put him in the, in the tallest mountain, show him all the glories of the earth, and the devil said, you should fall down and worship me, and I will give you everything. And so Jesus says, it is written that you should love the Lord your God and serve him alone. So Jesus actually did rely on this book, the book of Deuteronomy. And this is not the only thing that Jesus uh, quoted from the book of Deuteronomy. There are many other parts of Deuteronomy that Jesus quoted just to make a point or to convince people of what he was saying. So now, let's get to it. The title of the book, well, it's called Deuteronomy. <laughs> so it's Deuteronomy, which is a word taken from Greek, and it consists of two words. Deuteros, which means second, and nomos, which means law. So Deuteronomy means, or Deuteronomy means the second law. And, well, some are persuaded to believe that it means the copy of the law. So I suppose that could be correct. I'm, I'm not really sure. And I don't want to get to, into those politics. But that's what it, it's called. Deuteronomy means the second law, basically. And it was the giving of the second law, as we see as we go in through the book. And I do encourage you, and I hope you guys read it, because I did ask you in the last episode to read the book of Deuteronomy. So I hope you have read it and you realize that indeed Moses was was talking to the children of Israel. We'll just get to it briefly. So now what we see here is that the title of the book is Deuteronomy, but in Hebrew it is Devarim or Debarim, which means words or things. So... Uh, Debarim, Devarim, depending on how you say it, well, it could mean words or it could mean things. By the way, you forgive me um, if you hear any background noise, the kids around here, uh, it's the schools are closed and, um, you know, um, it's I'm recording from home as I always record from home. I don't have a professional studio. So you hear kids making noise around there. Uh, well, forgive me. Uh, just focus on what I'm saying. Uh, if you happen to hear the noise or screaming or whatever, you know, you know how kids are. Okay, let's get back to the book. Well, the author and the date. Well, just like the books of or the other books of the Pentateuch, like Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, well, Deuteronomy is also um, widely accepted that it's written by Moses. So that's what we know. That's what we believe. That's what the Jewish uh, readers believe. I mean, even Jesus referred to this book as Moses. So he had no problem to say that Moses wrote it. It's the law of Moses. So it is. that's widely accepted that Moses wrote the book of Deuteronomy. Despite that popular view, though, there are people who doubt Moses as the author due to the last chapter of the book. Deuteronomy chapter 34 describes the death and burial of Moses and the fact that the location of Moses' grave is unknown. So this fact suggests that somebody else wrote the book or Somebody else wrote the chapter, maybe Moses wrote the beginning of the book or whatever. But it sounds like a narration, you know, like when uh, there's a, if we say Moses wrote this and then it speaks like he wrote in the third person. Like, for example, if I would just go to chapter one, the, the very opening verse of Deuteronomy, it says, These be the words which Moses spake unto all Israel 
on this side of Jordan in the wilderness, in the plain over the Red Sea between Paran, Tophel, Laban, and Hazaroth, and um, Dizahab. Now, you can just hear already in the book that Moses is not the one who wrote the first portion. I mean, these be the words of Moses? So couldn't he just say, well, I, Moses, wrote these words? So it just shows you that here, somebody wrote this, then records the words of Moses. Like, for example, verse 5, On this side of Jordan, in the land of Moab, began Moses to declare this law. Now, now Moses is speaking, The Lord our God spake unto us in Horeb, saying, You have dwelt, turn you, etc., etc. So Moses is speaking there. So somebody, between verse 1 and verse 5, was writing that, then give us the words of Moses, what Moses had said. So I, I suppose um, those who say or who doubt that Moses wrote the book of Deuteronomy, they've got a worthy cause. I mean, even if you go further in the book and you read some other portions of the book where you, you, you hear a narrator speaking and where there's a commentary in it, you know, those words that are put in bracket, then you know that, you know, Moses didn't write the book really but it contains the words of Moses. So maybe it was a scribe who was writing for Moses. So he had to narrate, then put the words of Moses in there and then close it and, and tell us that Moses died where and uh, was buried, but nobody knows where he was buried, you know. But it couldn't have been Moses who wrote the, the first chapter or the, uh, the the last chapter, basically. But whatever the words that Moses spoke were the words of Moses. They quoting Moses over there. So uh, I suppose, you know, th there is that thing um, concerning the authorship. Now, the date of the book, it's actually mentioned in the book itself. Uh, if you go to the very the, the first and second verse, it tells us the location where Moses spoke the words, and it tells us the date when the words were spoken. So these be the words of Moses. These be the words which Moses spake unto all Israel on this side, or sorry, on this side Jordan in the wilderness. So this is this is this side. So it seems like the person who wrote this. The person who wrote this must have been someone who was in the days of Moses. Must have not been Moses, but somebody who was Moses's contemporary. So he says, these be the words that are written uh, to all Israel on this side, Jordan, in the wilderness. So he's not, not saying on the other side of Jordan, like someone who is in the promised land. But it's someone who is on this side of Jordan, in the wilderness, in the plain over against the Red Sea, he even tells you that. In the plain over against the Red Sea, between Paran and Tophel and Laban and Hazaroth and, and Dizahab. And then in brackets, there's a commentary there. There are 11 days journey from Horeb by the way of the Mount Zion to Kadesh Banya. So it gives you the location where this took place. When Moses spoke these words and the scribe was recording Moses' sermon on that day. Or around those days. Another thing is, when we look at those verses, it also tells us that this happened right in the plain over against the Red Sea. So this was the location and the days, and the, sorry, and the date 
when did this happen? It was before they crossed Jordan. It was in the wilderness on this side of Jordan, not on the other side of Jordan as in in the promised land because Moses was not in the promised land. So I'm, I don't know if I'm making sense or I'm repeating myself. So if you have, if you don't understand what I'm saying, just drop me a message. Just give a comment on the comment section of this post. Uh, be, uh, even if... Um, even if you feel that you don't want to post a comment, you can just like drop a message on our WhatsApp. It's it, the link for our WhatsApp group is right on the on the post here, and also you you can just send us an email at a question at Bible near you, and we'll we'll explain much further. So basically, what we will say is the words in the book of Deuteronomy are the words of Moses. However, in terms of authorship, we can't say Moses wrote it. But also we can say that somebody else wrote it because there is evidence that somebody else wrote the book. So it's possible that Moses could have written the book of Deuteronomy, but also it's possible that he might not have written the book of Deuteronomy. Somebody else was writing, somebody else was a scribe for Moses. It's possible. So in a way, I don't want to confuse you all, but let me just let me just leave it with you. Can you just uh, just give a comment? What do you think? Who wrote the book of Moses? When, sorry, who wrote the book of Deuteronomy? Was it Moses or was it somebody else? What do you think? You can just send us a message. Uh, just write, reply on the comment section. Send us a, a, a message on uh, email. Or you can just drop a, a comment on our on our WhatsApp group. So please, who wrote the book? What is your opinion? What is your take? When you examine the book of Deuteronomy, what is your take? Okay, so I'm leaving this with you guys. Decide who wrote the book of Deuteronomy. Now, what's the message of Deuteronomy? What exactly is Deuteronomy saying to us? In the book of Deuteronomy, Moses is giving his farewell speech to the children of Israel. Now, that is a fact. Moses is giving a farewell speech because Moses was going to die. We know that Moses transgressed against the Lord, as we saw in the book of Numbers. If you've read the book of Numbers, when there was a time where God had commanded Moses to smite the rock in Exodus to smite the rock when people were thirsty and they wanted water and God was going to supply water so he told Moses smite the rock with your rod and it would bring forth water and so it happened that when that happened people drank and then they went on again moving on and then there's a time again they complained they wanted water and God said to Moses well speak to the rock and Moses did not speak to the rock instead he took the rod and he smit the rock and God was displeased. And God says, because you did not glorify me in front of these people, you are not going to see the promised land. So you are going to die. You and Aaron are going to die on this side. You are definitely not going to the promised land. And so Moses had to die and Aaron had to die too. So they were going to die. So they died. That's what happened to them. So now we see Moses is, uh, is not going to see the promised land. Actually, he saw, he saw the promised land. God took him, put him on the mountain. He looked and he saw uh, the promised land from afar, but he was not going to enter. So he tells the children of Israel that, well, um, this is as far as I can go. You guys are going to cross the river Jordan and you are going to possess the land, but I will not go with you. So 
he tells them that in this book. So I'm just trying to open my Bible here so I'll be able to speak. I close it because I talk with my hands and then I happen to close it. Okay, so now that's what we see that Moses, what he does in the first chapters, in the early chapters of the book of Deuteronomy, he recalls the events that took place in the wilderness and he shows the people of Israel how God elected them and took care of them in the wilderness. I mean, one of the passages that I mentioned earlier, Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 3, Jesus, Jesus, the one that Jesus quoted when he was tempted by the devil, it, they were uttered by Moses uh, when he was reminding them how God took care of them. He says in, in verse 3 of chapter 8, And he humbled thee, and he suffered thee to hunger, and fed thee with manna which thou knewest not, neither did thy fathers know, that he might make thee know, that man doth not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of the Lord doth man live. So he was showing them. We also find now that the shoes in their feet did not wax old. They were using the same pair of shoes for 40 years in the wilderness. They never wax old. You know, wearing a shoe and it doesn't break for 40 years. That's a miracle. So... Moses was showing how God took care of them and how he cared for them. So he tells them then that uh, God, you know, they should obey the voice of the Lord. Basically, the message of Israel, uh, uh, sorry, the message of Deuteronomy, I say the, the, the centerpiece of it all or the, the, the highest the pinnacle of the book of Deuteronomy. Or some, if, if there was anything that you were to take out and summarize the book of Deuteronomy, I would say it's it's a very it's it's chapter six. It's chapter six verse verse four and five. And this is what chapter six verse four and five gets to say. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart and with all thine soul and with all thy might. In fact, when the some of the scribes came to ask Jesus which is the greatest law in 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 the yeah which one is the, which is the greatest commandment in the law so jesus says well thou shalt love the lord thy god with all your heart with all your mind with all your soul and with all your strength so that's the greatest law and it says the second one is like it love your neighbor as you love yourself but the primary objective for a man is to love the lord god with all his heart with all his soul and with all his strength. So I'd say this is the, the major part of Deuteronomy. I mean, this very portion, the section of the of Deuteronomy or of the Devarim, it's it even has a name. It's called the Shema. When you hear of hear O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy might. It's held as the most important piece of the law of Moses. Now, Moses reminds the, Israel of, of the Israelites of the law of God and also gave them the instructions and warnings concerning their life in the promised land. Now, you can see here that the Israelites, they, they, there were certain laws that pertain to them living in the wilderness. Okay. But now when they come to the promised land to possess the land and to have a fixed 
a fixed location, a place to stay, no more moving. So there are certain rules there that they had to apply, like they had to build cities of refuge. I mean, at the time, you wouldn't have a city of refuge. You wouldn't have a city of refuge in, in the wilderness, you know, because you are moving. You are on the journey. You don't have a city. You're going to Canaan where there are cities. So now what's happening is when they get into the promised land, there will be cities. There will be order. There will be civil law. There will be, you know, so things has to change a little bit. So the law has to be improved. So he gives them the law for the promised land. That's why I believe it's the it's called the second law. It's, it's like this law now applies when you go into the promised land. So when you go into the land the Lord your God has given you, that's what you're going to do. Like, for example, I'm going to say this. All Israel had access to the to the tabernacle where the Ark of the Covenant was. So they all had access to the priests collectively as a nation. So they, the tabernacle was among them. God was among them. But when they get to the promised land, there will be a distance factor. You understand that? Because once they go into the promised land, the, the tabernacle will be fixed at a certain place. Even in the days where the Temple of Solomon was built, the tabernacle was at Jerusalem. So people who are in the northern section of Israel, it's a long distance to go to where the priests are, where the temple is, where, quote-unquote, the presence of God is. So they will have to travel long distances. So now there are different rules for them as opposed to when they were in the wilderness, where they were near the tabernacle. You know, you understand what I'm trying to say here? That in the wilderness, the way they were worshipping, the way they were bringing offerings was different from when they would do it in the promised land because the dynamics have changed, you know. Now, that's Moses is giving them this law and he is very concerned. And you can see it, how concerned it was, because when you look at chapter 4 of Deuteronomy, Moses tells them that, uh, look at verse, at verse 2. You shall not add unto the word which I command you, neither shall you diminish aught that may that you may keep. Sorry, let me, let me read that again. You shall not add unto the word which I command you, neither shall you diminish aught from it, that you may keep the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you. First of all, he tells them that they should keep the commandments. And then he further goes on to say, um, from verse 3, But your eyes have seen what the Lord did because of Balpeo. For all the men that follow Balpeo, the Lord God had destroyed them from among you. We mentioned that in the book of Numbers, yeah? You remember that. But you did... But ye that did cleave unto the Lord your God are alive, every one of you this day, because I have taught you statutes and judgments, even as the Lord your God commanded me, that you should do so in the land whither you go to possess it. Now you see, he tells them what to do in the land that they were going to possess. And then in verse 6 he says, Keep therefore and do them, for this is your wisdom and your understanding in the sight of the nations, which shall hear all these statutes and say, Surely this great nation is a wise and understanding people. He goes on to remind them of the Ten Commandments. It says, And he declared unto you, in verse 13, And he declared unto you his covenant, which he commanded you to perform, even the Ten Commandments, and he wrote them upon 
two tables of stone. And the Lord commanded me at the time to teach you statutes and judgments that you might do them in the land whither you go over to possess it. So he keeps on repeating this, that God commanded me to give you the laws which you are going to keep when you get to the promised land. He even shows them something here in verse 19. And lest thou lift up thine eyes unto heaven, and when thou seest the sun and the moon and the stars, even all the host of heaven, shouldest be driven to worship them and serve them, which the Lord thy God had delivered unto all the nations under the whole heaven. But the Lord had taken you and brought you forth out of the iron furnace, even out of Egypt, to be unto him a people of inheritance as you are this day. And then, you know, it says, Furthermore, the Lord was angry with me for your sakes, and swear that I should not go over Jordan, that I should not go in unto the good land, which the Lord thy God giveth thee for an inheritance. So that's what he, he, he tells them here, of, of how he offended. Because, I mean, they, they, were, they were messing with Moses, these people. So he was really angry when God told him to speak to the rock and he smote the rock. He was doing it out of anger against the people. But that was not his place. And so, you know, he sinned. He disobeyed the voice of the Lord. So in verse 22 of chapter 4, he says, But I must die in this land, and I must not go over Jordan, but you shall go over and possess that good land. So, and verse 23, take heed unto yourself, lest you forget the covenant of the Lord your God, which he made with you, and make you graven images, and, and, or the likeness of anything which the Lord your God had, for, uh, had forbidden thee. Can you see the concern that I'm mentioning here? Moses is concerned with these people, that, you know, he knows them. He knows how they are. He knows how rebellious they are. They were definitely going to rebel, these people. So, in, in chapter 4, he gives them warnings to show them what's going to happen if they turn aside and break the law of God, break the covenant, forget the covenant which the Lord gave them. He says, verse 24, For the Lord your God is a consuming fire, even a jealous God. In verse 29 says, But if from thence thou shalt seek the Lord thy God, Thou shalt find him, if thou shalt seek him with all thy heart and with all thy soul, when thou art in tribulation, and all these things are come unto thee, even in the latter days, if thou turn to the Lord thy God, and shalt be obedient unto his voice. For the Lord thy God is a merciful God, he will not forsake thee, neither destroy thee, nor forget the covenant of thy fathers which he swore unto them. So Moses is showing that, Please do not forget the covenant of God. Don't go and serve other gods. Because if you do so, you will be taken to foreign lands. You will be kidnapped. You will be taken away from this promised land. The land will vomit you. You will get out of it. But then, even then, when you have sinned against the Lord and rebelled, if you turn aside from your evil ways, if you repent, if you repent and turn to the Lord and seek His face, you will find him and he will bring you back to the promised land. So, well, it happened. It happened. As we will see in the books of history, we will see how people would do exactly what Moses told them that they would do. That they will repent. Sorry, they will rebel against the word of God and they will be taken away. And they did. You know, these people, they had sinned. What happened? The Assyrians came and, and took Israel away. The northern section of Israel. And then... Judah also sinned, and then Nebuchadnezzar came and destroyed Jerusalem and the temple, took the people of Judah away. 
But then when they turned and remember the Lord, you remember Daniel's prayer and you remember Nehemiah. So God brought them back to the promised land again after 70 years, brought Judah back. So what we see here is that Moses is very concerned. So he's giving his fellow speech. It's a very emotional book if you read. But also he warns them of false prophets that if there's a prophet who will rise or a dream of dream in chapter 13, what they should do and how to deal with false prophets and how to identify the false prophets. It's all in chapter 13 and also in chapter 18. It also gives us a promise of the Messiah, the Lord in, in chapter 18, verse 18. I will raise them up. Maybe let's just put it in context a little bit. Let's just put in, start from chapter chapter 18, verse 17. And the Lord said to me, they have well spoken that which they have spoken. I will raise them up a prophet from among their brethren, like unto thee. And I will put my words in his mouth, and he shall speak unto them that all I shall command him. And it, just, and it shall come to pass that whosoever will not hearken unto the words which he shall speak in my name, I will require it of him. So that's a promise of God. He's promising the children of Israel that he will give them the Messiah. And this is the promise of the Messiah right here. So we see it in the book of Deuteronomy. So you can go read the book of Deuteronomy, study it again and again. It's a very nice book. There's a, a lot of laws here that he puts. There are laws that pertain to rape. There are laws that pertain to homosexuality. Uh, laws how to deal with stubborn and rebellious children. Uh, laws regarding cross-dressing. The laws that regarding sanitation, prostitutes. There's different kinds of laws here that are highlighted in the book. And these laws, even the laws of divorcements, uh, the law of divorce if one wants to divorce his wife, it's all written here. So how they should handle all those things. The law, uh, even they were even told to avenge Israel from Amalek. Once they get to the land and get settled, they should avenge Israel against uh, Amalek. Amalek must be destroyed. It's in the book of Deuteronomy. So this is the law that the, the copy of the law that the children of Israel had, had held for centuries, uh, kept it. I think it's one of the most popular section of the Torah. The book of Deuteronomy, the Devarim. So, my dear friends, uh, I'm just going to keep it here for now. But I just want you guys to just keep reading this book of Deuteronomy. Just keep reading. Find references as well to where it is quoted. There are many parts where the book of Deuteronomy is quoted in the New Testament. Just go and study it. It's your homework that you study this book. And then I'm asking you to read the book of Joshua. To Next week, Lord willing, we are looking at the book of Joshua, the very first book in the historical section of the Old Testament. So, my dear friends, I just want to remind you of our contact details that we are on Facebook. It's facebook.com forward slash Bible near you on Twitter and on Instagram at Bible near you. We have a WhatsApp group. The link is on the show notes. And also we have an email address. It's a question at Bible near you. So if you have any questions, just forward them at question at Bible near you. If you want information on how to support Bible near you financially, even though that is not what we require. But if you say, I wish to support this ministry, you can email us at info at bible near you.co.za. Info at bible near you. 
www.bible.co.za. My dear friends, my name is Lungasa Jostri. This has been Bible Near You, episode number six. You have a fantastic week. <laughs>